Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Essa, where we talk about all things economics. My name is Les, and I'll be the host of this laid-back episode, interviewing current honors students about their honors year at Monash. What is honors and the application process? The benefits and future job prospects of completing an honors year? What is it, and why do we need a supervisor? Stick around to hear about Rob and Sal's experience in economics and econometrics honors program at Monash. I'd like to take this opportunity to allow Rob and Sal to introduce themselves and briefly speak about the general topic they are researching. Yeah, so hi, I'm Rob. I'm currently doing honours. Um, so I'm actually doing a joint specialisation with both economics and econometrics. Um, and as for undergrad, I um, just did a Bachelor of Commerce and I was majoring in economics. I did a bit of econometrics and uh, math. And as for a brief overview of my research topic, um, I'm doing a macro-related topic um, relating to the communication of the Reserve Bank of Australia. Yep. Uh, so hi, my name is Sal, and I'm doing an econometrics honours alongside some electives in uh, the maths department. So uh, I did my undergraduate in back, uh, a Bachelor of Actuarial Science alongside some electives and also in econometrics and maths as well. And currently my sort of... Uh, Brief research topic uh, is basically about it's basically an actual topic about uh, Bayesian evaluations of liabilities and life insurance. So yeah, great to have you guys on board. So let's start off with the main question: What is honors? Um, so I guess my thoughts on what honors is. So first of all, it's an additional year of study after you finish, um, let's say, your Bachelor of Commerce. And how I see the year is. Um, it's pretty much a combination of your classic sort of undergrad coursework units and also a postgrad research component. So in this sense, it's sort of an intersection between the two. Okay, and um, I understand there are some specializations and I think, Sal, you, you could tell us a little bit more about them. For sure. So uh, since this is an SR-related podcast, we will be doing, uh, we will be just describing specializations in the economics department and also the econometrics and business statistics, the EBS department at Monash. So uh, I'll leave Rob to you know explain a bit more about the economics related uh, degree, but I'll talk a bit more about econometrics. So uh, in the EBS department, we have three specializations for honors. So business analytics, actual science, and also econometrics. So uh, uh, within each of these sort of uh, specializations that we have, we will do, you know, separate units and also separate related coursework and also research units as well. Things like data mining and also data analysis would be more uh, relevant towards an, a business analytics sort of specialization, whereas testing out, uh, whereas methods, statistical methods to test out, uh, you know, economic models and also theory and stuff like that will be more relevant to an econometric student. So. Uh, if you are also interested in the actual sciences as well, there's also the actual specialization for you to do. Yeah, um, sounds good. And I guess for the economic side of things, um, so uh, it's pretty much uh, you have to do at least four economics units in total. Um, and I guess I'll talk a bit about the structure. Um, so in each semester, you'll have uh, three coursework units. So they're six credit points each. And what these subjects are are basically advanced extensions to the economics units you may have done in undergrad. Um, so that's how it's sort of a deeper dive into economics. Um, now in semester one, um, for economic students, you'll have to do 
are compulsory macroeconomics and microeconomics. And you can think of these as extensions onto your second year macro and micro. And you also have to do another unit um, in which people usually do um, an econometrics related unit. Um, and in SEM2, you'll have sort of a range to choose from because you'll be choosing electives. So for example, you could be doing international trade, uh, public economics, um, but here you're actually not limited to just economics units. You can go and do um, some of the PhD or master's levels units. Um, you can do um, econometrics or even finance or um, whatever. Now that's three of the units each semester. Um, the other unit um, in each semester is dedicated to a year-long research project. And this is really what economics is about. Um, I guess we can talk about it a bit more in depth later. Um, so I guess I'll just leave it there. Yeah, that sounds really interesting with all the extra units you can be doing. So can you tell us a bit more about why you are doing honors and you know, what are the benefits of doing it? So I'll probably start first. So uh, I guess there's probably like, you know, a few main sort of reasons as to why people would do honors. But I did it basically just to satisfy uh, some form of academic curiosity I had in my undergraduate degree. Wanted to learn deeper about, you know, the econometrics, the econometric methods and also ways of doing research within sort of different industries in the quantitative space uh, just a bit more. And I felt that the honors here is a good pathway to do it. So not only are you doing uh, the same sort of uh, discipline again, except with much more detail, you're also you know, embarking on your own sort of academic research as well, which aside from that is also a pretty good gateway to you know, uh, doing more further research, either through a master's or a PhD, uh, which gives you direct access to academia and, you know, if you are, if you've done sufficiently well in honors, uh, let's say if you get a first class honors sort of qualification, you are basically guaranteed sort of a scholarship uh, within the PhD, uh, within uh, the PhD in Monash and also other universities. And, you know, uh, you can skip sort of a few years at, in advance, you know, so you don't have to do, say, a master's degree or a later degree. So, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely relate to Sal in that. Um you know, part of the reason for doing it was that sort of academic curiosity um, because the the units we do study um, in honours, I think they're, they go a bit more in depth and um, maybe they're a bit more relevant to what you would be doing in a job or, you know, you would actually um, uh, see in like academic papers and what people actually sort of um, work on. And I guess extending onto that, I think it's also sort of a good year just for your career in sort of two ways. Um, first of all, I think that uh, going into my final year of undergrad, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to work. So sort of having that additional year to, um, you know, figure that out and talk to some people definitely helped me a lot. And also I think honors is just a really sort of good um, choice for, you know, opening up career pathways. Um, because it does help you develop a lot of skills. Now, a common misperception, I think, is that it's only suited for academia. Now, as Sal highlighted, it definitely helps you a lot and is quite tailored towards academia, but there's also a lot of skills you can develop that will be useful for your job. So, for example, um, a research project is quite a tenuous, long, and 
uncertain process in which you'll encounter a lot of challenges that we'll talk about later. And what this project actually helps you develop is a lot of skills. So like, I'd say critical thinking, you know, just thinking about um, a research question and how to address it. Um, also showing that you're not only able to work independently on this project, but able to sort of liaise with the supervisor. And it also shows that you're able to overcome the issues that arise in research. Now, I think a thesis can also be a good um, sort of signal to your employers that you have a passion in that specific area. Um, but once again, you don't have to do a thesis uh, specifically related to the area you want to work in. And I guess just as a final disclaimer, like you don't 100% need honors to get some of the, these jobs. Um, but I'd say it definitely does help out a lot um, and employers do look favorably upon it. So I can see the, the benefits of doing honors and how it can be like a buffer before you get into work. Um, I think now the main question is, what, what is the application process like? Um, you know, is it hard to get into? What are the prerequisites? Um, yeah, so I guess I can start off on the sort of economics application process. Um, so um, there are some prerequisites when you um, do have to apply. So first of all, there are three units that you must do, and they are intermediate microeconomics, intermediate macroeconomics, and the final one that most people are, are not aware of is actually introductory econometrics. So don't forget about that one. Um, now, the second requirement is that you have to do at least four third year economics units. So this can be really any choice from uh, the units available. Um, this isn't a strict requirement, and I'll talk about that a bit later. Um, now, Within these seven units, um, you'll have to have at least a 70 plus WAM in the subjects on average. Um, but once again, this is in sort of a strict requirement in that if you are towards that um, sort of uh, threshold, um, they will look at other factors such as your passion for research, um, which you will be demonstrating in a, a corresponding uh, research interest uh, sort of expression form where you talk about um, you know, what areas of uh, research you're interested in and, you know, potential theses stemming from that. Now, a final warning I'd like to make is that there is quite a bit of maths in the honors program. Um, so there's no units required for the maths specifically, but if you do want to prepare yourself, um, I will be talking about some units later on. And I guess the types of maths you can be expecting is um, statistics, particularly if you're doing an empirical paper um, and quite a bit of algebra and calculus. So in the econometric sense, I think uh, the EBS department is a bit more flexible in that regard in that, you know, uh, you don't have, you know, set prerequisites to get into the honors here. So as long as you've done enough uh, units within your specific major, whether you're doing econometrics, business analytics, or actuarial, you will probably be guaranteed a place if you get a high enough WAM, which as Robert has stated is, uh, at, is at 70 WAM or above. Uh, although this is not a strict prerequisite, you can sort of get in if you might, you know, fall short for a bit. But, you know, that, that prerequisite is generally there. So uh, within econometrics, you probably would have to do, uh, you probably would have to do units like principles of econometrics, which is a theoretical unit, uh, applied econometrics, which, you know, as, as its name suggests, is an applied unit, and probably also other forms of third-year econometrics units as well, such as time series or financial econometrics as well. Uh, for business analytics, uh, we do have sort of a major laid out to you, you know, so 
uh, you probably would be exposed to ideas such as uh, introduction to machine learning, statistical machine learning, and also databases and stuff like that. Uh, you would probably be required to fulfill that sort of prerequisite to do enough units, uh, especially, you know, probably around three to four third year units in this sense, they will, you know, uh, be guaranteed a place in the honors program. But, you know, these prerequisites, as, you know, probably would describe a bit more later, is not as, you know, uh, strict as you know, it might be. And I guess we can also talk a bit about the timeline to actually applying. Um, so, um, all this usually happens around late semester two, um, but, you know, it's never a bad idea to start thinking about it earlier. Um, so I guess the first uh, sort of key date that they do have is the information session. So that usually runs around week 11 to 12. Um, and there, there will be the honors coordinator who oversees the course and um, they'll be providing a brief overview as well as taking any questions and telling you how to apply. Um, now, after this information session, um, you'll have some time to put in um, an application, which you do have to do. Um, and the way you put in the application is, um, it's on a different website from Wes and Moodle. Um, it's actually the same website as if you apply to um, transfer your course. Um, so if you've done that before, uh, it might be a bit easier. Um, I'm not sure if the timelines will be the same this year, but we had until maybe week two of exams, I think, or something like that. Uh, besides, the, the application process isn't too lengthy, I'd say. The only extra sort of document you have to um, provide is the research um, interest, where you just like list out areas um, you're interested in. Um, and we can talk a bit later about, um, you know, how exactly you find those interests. Now, I think there was another deadline relating to scholarships. Um, uh, I think, Sal, you can maybe talk a bit about that scholarship deadline. Uh, yep, for sure. So uh, a majority of the scholarships at uh, the economics and the EBS department are, uh, they, they, they don't require applications. So as long as you've uh, sent in your application for the honors program, you'll be automatically eligible for these scholarships. Uh, but there's one scholarship that I think uh, would be worthy to mention is the Jubilee Honor, Monash Jubilee Honors Scholarship, which is $6,000 a year for the honors year itself, and it's faculty-wide. So you do have to submit an application for that and, you know, also get an outcome for that as well. And this uh, usually, this scholarship sort of deadline would usually be earlier than the general application for uh, the honors program itself. So do take note on that and, you know, the, the dates do vary year by year. So yeah, do take note of that before you actually send in your application. Well, I understand you, um, I think you both have received um, this scholarship. Uh, I just wanted to know how has this helped you in your studies? Um, yeah, no, I think it's definitely been um, quite useful having that financial support. Um, I'd say one thing it definitely helps is, um, you know, not uh, necessarily um, making you have to sort of work during the semester. Um, I think it is a thing that they emphasize that it's quite difficult to work alongside um, doing honors. I think they recommended at most like one day or eight hours a week. And um, looking at the cohort, that is what most people do. Um, so I guess sort of having that financial assistance um, really helps to sort of 
um, sort of take the stress away from you know managing your financials and help you focus on studying. So uh, definitely echoing Rob as well with regards to not you know needing to work as much uh, as you know as someone who needs to you know send in their fees upfront as you know as I'm not as I don't have access to hex I think uh, this is definitely a helpful scholarship in that you know it exceeds the amount of school fees that uh, I would need to pay so it's fifteen thousand dollars a year for the general econometrics and also economics scholarship uh, and yeah it's definitely been beneficial in that sense so. Yeah, okay, I see um, yeah, how it would help uh, focus more on your studies you know, and make the most out of honours. So in saying that, what can you expect from the weekly workload and just the general timeline of, these, of getting your thesis done and um, what would a normal week look like for you? Yeah, so I guess now would be a good time to sort of introduce the research, uh, the elephant in the room. Um, so I guess what the research project is. Um, it starts off by sort of um, picking a research question. Um, now, this may be a bit difficult at first um, because, you know, like, where do I even start? So I'd say a good sort of starting point is just to, like, think about um, maybe some broad areas you're interested in um, before even the semester starts. Um, and then, uh, you know, when you do have these broad areas, um, you can begin reaching out to um, academics who are at Monash and, you know, sort of share your interests. Um, so how you do that is um, you would just maybe find their email on the staff um, directory and then shoot them an email and maybe have a quick Zoom chat or something. And why I'd say to get this started early before the semester is because um, if you do enter the semester, um, they do give you four weeks to sort of sort this out in semester. Um, but like if you come in not knowing, uh, you know, what you want to do, um, those four weeks can go by really quickly. And then um, you'll just hit that deadline and, you know, maybe not even have a supervisor. So that's sort of the early deadline for research. And as for the workload for the other units, I'd say it depends a lot on you know, how well you know the concepts from previous subjects. So, for example, in macroeconomics, um, the first week was just the solo model, right? So if you knew that concept well from second year macro, then this week's, that week would be pretty chill. Um, and, you know, there are sort of overlaps throughout the unit. But um, once again, there will definitely be new concepts and these will definitely take time to learn depending on, um, you know, how, how you study. So I'd say for each subject, it might be like at minimum four to five hours a week for the sort of easy weeks, including the classes. Um, but when it does come around to maybe assignment or mid-sem time, you can maybe be cramming for like 10 to 12 hours a week for a certain unit. Um, so I guess I can um, leave it there and pass it over to Sal. Yep, for sure. So I'll talk a bit more about maybe the uh, sort of workload within econometrics as well, and maybe what sort of recommendations I do have. So uh, within econometrics, uh, obviously, uh, within econometrics, obviously, you would have to sort of prepare on what you are hoping to do, uh, especially within your research project as well, uh, as what Rob has recommended, starting early to think about the general topics that you want to embark on is important, as you can get, you know, maybe 
uh, at most that four week head start to you know work on your project or maybe even more as well. So uh, within econometrics and also the EBS department, uh, uh, supervisors do have a set uh, do have set topics for the students already. So it's just up for grabs from the student, and usually there will be more topics than there are students in the other cohort. So uh, that basically is to ensure that you know there are enough topics for everyone to be able to do. So I'm pretty sure it's the same uh, for the economics department as well. Uh, with regards to uh, coursework units, I think uh, it really also depends on how much you know as well. As we know, you know, uh, units within the EBS department is very mathematically oriented. So any st mathematics or statistical understanding uh, that you've built on your undergrad will be brought onto your honors here. So uh, what I'll probably recommend uh, within the undergraduate degree is depending on your area of interest, whether it's uh, econometrics, business analytics, or actuarial, uh, probably do as much as many units as possible uh, within that specific uh, sort of specialized specialization that you have. Aside from that, I'll probably also recommend a few sort of mathematics and also statistics units from the mathematics department. So uh, units such as MTH two 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 three two, the probably and statistics units. Uh, Units like financial maths at you know the maths department are also pretty, pretty much recommended as well, alongside you know sort of quintessential major econometrics units that you might do, such as uh, principles of econometrics, uh, applied econometrics, and also time series. Uh, which you know obviously, uh, once you've built that foundation, uh, the honors here would probably be easier as to what a weekly workload would be like. I think uh. It really does depend on the student and their mathematical mm -hmm. attitude as well, but they will generally be higher than what you would expect uh, during undergrad. So uh, you would have assignments that are pretty full on, uh, you know, assign assignments that would require to write essays alongside the sort of writing that you would have needed to do in your thesis, assignments that probably would require uh, a higher level of sort of rigor, mathematical rigor, and you know, the proofs and also the sort of statistical uh, algebra that you probably would need to, you know, be exposed to as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and I just um, just wanted to continue on Sal's point of sort of like maybe what units you can do to prepare yourself. Um, for economics specifically, I think that um, there's maybe three units that I personally did that, or not did, but um, two units that I did and one unit that I've heard is also very helpful that I would um, maybe recommend, um, but once again, they're not essential. Um, so the first one would actually be Industrial Organization, ECC 3830. And um, what this unit was, was pretty much um, applied micro. So in second year micro, you would have touched on towards the end um, a lot of sort of competition stuff like monopoly, oligopoly, um, and you know how firms interact. Now, what industrial organization is, is pretty much focusing completely on um, that side of things in micro. And for example, they'll touch on um, really how firms inter interact and how they can abuse their market power. Um, and in doing so, they introduce um, you know, quite a few models and mathematical rigor. And this is actually really useful for honors level micro because um, Honors level micro, um, you know, there is a bit of maths, um, but towards the second half of the course, it is also focused on industrial organization. 
So if you do do um, industrial organization in undergrad, you might see a bit of overlap and um, even for the new stuff that you will learn, um, because you have learned like sort of these base models in IO, um, you'll be a lot better prepared. Um, now the second unit I thought that was quite useful was monetary economics, ECC 3660. And um, it's similar in the sense to IO in that it's pretty much the macro version in that I see it as an extension to second year macro. And what I mean here is that they talk a lot about sort of these um, big macro models and um, policy setting in this unit. So for example, one model they do talk about is New Keynesian. Um, and just linking this to honors level macro, um, <coughs> you know, they also talk about a lot of models as well. And New Keynesian is related, um, especially towards the big model that you're working towards um, that's covered in sort of the last week. So um, it's quite good prep. And I guess the final unit um, that I personally haven't done, but um, I've heard it's quite good, is mathematical economics. Um, so really this unit um, introduces some mathematical rigor um, that will sort of help you um, understand, you know, what's going on, especially at honors. And I think, for example, the big, the big um, topic you would be learning about and I feel like would be useful would be the Lagrangian, which um, we pretty much had to do every week. Now, I just want to go back to the point where you're talking about um, supervisors. So what is a supervisor and how, would, how did you go about finding a supervisor? Like, did, they have, did you need to do any convincing or follow us through the process of how you got your supervisor? No, sure. Uh, I'll probably start. So uh, my supervisor is Tanasi and also Melvin from the Department of Marketing. So uh, I basically knew them since when I was in second year when I was doing, you know, actual statistics and also uh, foundations of quantitative finance in, you know, uh, semester two of 2019. So uh, basically knew them from there and also sort of uh, have interactions with them regarding interesting research topics uh, within undergrad and also uh, currently within the honors degree as well. So uh, getting them as my supervisor was basically a natural transition. So uh, my sort of experiences would probably be a bit different compared to uh, many other honor students in that I knew sort of what I'm going to research on before I started my honors here. So, uh, so probably one advice I think uh, with regards to the benefits of this is that, you know, you obviously would get a head start. Uh, and the other thing as well is you obviously would uh, be able to foster a better sort of relationship, a uh, better sort of work relationship with the supervisor that you have. Uh, so I would definitely recommend starting early and especially if you are an interested honor student within undergraduate, your undergraduate degree as well, and you're very interested in a certain topic that you're doing, uh, maybe it's, it's one of your units, I would definitely recommend sort of like interacting with uh, the tutors and also the lecturers that you have within the year. So uh, yeah, so that's basically my experiences. Maybe Rob can talk about you know, his general experience. Yeah, I definitely echo some of Sal's points in that um, how I found a supervisor was, you know, first of all, setting out my um, interests. So those were like monetary economics, behavioral economics, and really sort of the economics of communication. Um, and then from there, I guess how I started was really thinking about my past lectures and, you know, who 
who would have maybe done um, some of the research in um, areas I'm interested in. Um, so I first reached out to um, Arthur, who took network economics, and um, that was about sort of communication in the game theory or microsense. Um, and I guess here in talking about um, rejecting or if supervisors can reject you, I think it's more so that um, like all the supervisors, they'll be super nice and, um, you know, they'll have a chat to you and um, they'll take you on if, you know, you guys sort of have a mutual interest. Um, I think where um, more of the flexibility is, is in students in that. Um, students actually talk to a lot of supervisors usually. Um, so I know um, one of my friends, I think they talk to 16 supervisors. Um, but yeah, what goes on there is actually, um, I think as uh, the honors coordinator put it best, it's sort of a speed dating process in that you, um, you'll be chatting to a lot of uh, people and sort of trying to find the best fit. And in doing so, there will be some supervisors that you have to sort of pass up because um, you know their research doesn't necessarily align with your interests. Um, so I guess in that way, it's uh, you don't have to necessarily be scared about um, getting rejected by supervisors um, as long as your interest is aligned with them. But I guess more of the concern is um, you know managing your time to make sure you find. Um, the right supervisor out of you know the big pool that is available and just um, continuing on, on what exactly a supervisor does throughout the semester um, well first of all they help you establish um, your research question so you would have had sort of those broad interests um, uh, areas so like monetary economics for example but obviously, you don't know what's going on in the literature, what questions are being asked. Um, so that's where the supervisor comes in and sort of helps you establish a specific question that relates to your interest. Um, and that's usually in you know that early stage of uh, week one to four. And after that, what the supervisor does is they don't write your thesis for you. They sort of um, guide you and provide um, you know assistance in. Um, telling you about how to write a thesis, um, you know, how to research and how to um, go out and find data sets, you know. So how I see, see a supervisor is, you know, not the writer of your thesis, but, um, you know, a sort of um, guiding totem throughout the process. Great. Thanks for clarifying that. So. After coming all this way, what are the three things you wish you had known before starting honors, if if there is anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll probably start first. Uh, though there are a few things that I probably would sort of uh, you know advise say future honors students who want to do that, or advise my past self in terms of this uh, undergrad program. You know, I'm currently doing maybe about half of it now. So uh, the first thing I'll probably think about is uh, think hard think actually hard about you know the sort of units that I wanted to do so uh the in the honors program uh you don't necessarily have to stick to your own special specialization you can do at least you can do up to two electives depending on what you want to do and I thought that was a pretty flexible thing to do and basically I did you know uh branched out to certain units uh within the financial maths realm within the maths department and that was quite nice 
But uh, there are a few units that I've done within the econometrics department that I felt that, you know, if uh, if I were to, you know, go back in time to, you know, rethink my decisions, I probably would have uh, changed my mind just to focus on what I would hope, what I would hope to do. Uh, that, that was the one thing that I probably would, you know, uh, work on more, which is to think about the units that I actually wanted to do instead of the units that, uh, you know, might be a bit, but might be a bit more convenient, I guess. Uh, one thing that's good about honors as well is that uh, your honors coordinator uh, in the economics department and also the EBS department as well are open to actually discuss these options with you so they can provide you with advice related to this sort of things. And, you know, you, you wouldn't have to necessarily be, you know, totally out in the dark when it comes to these sort of things. Uh, the other thing that I'll probably want to talk about as well is uh, the intensity of job applications in the process. So I think uh, job applications by, by itself or per se, especially, uh, you know, for grad programs and also entry level sort of work as well is very time consuming. So it's very competitive. Uh, you have to prepare for interviews and also, you know, slot them into your general working schedule for your entire course as well. This can be very time consuming. So I guess one advice I would probably give is to try to prepare more beforehand or, you know, at least have, you know, some sort of an ideal timeline to have uh, before graduation. So ideally you want to, ideally you want to get a job at least before say uh, semester one ends and, you know, you can sort of work on your thesis a bit more later, but uh, job, job applications can be very, very uh, time consuming. If you do have internships that are, you know, interesting that, that you think are interesting that you want to embark on you know feel free to stick to that and you know uh it will be much better to than you know leaving everything until the end and just you know applying for applying only for jobs during your final year i think especially if it's an honest year it, it can be kind of yeah it can be kind of uh time consuming as well so uh yeah that's probably all the other that's probably all the things that we want to see or possibly not to roll. Yeah, then just following on from the job application um, point, you know, it's definitely a big time killer. Um, like, once again, if you want to save yourself some time, maybe just look to um, prepare beforehand. But personally, I find the best, the best way to prepare for that is um, just experience of um, getting rejected from job applications and seeing what you did wrong. Um, you know, and how you do that is just, um, you know, go to interviews, um, maybe get rejected and then ask for feedback after. Um, and I guess just some other points on things that I wish I knew. Um, so the first thing I guess is, um, to rely more on others. Like, first of all, um, the staff that, and you know, the people that help you out in honors are super nice. So for example, the honors coordinator tune, um, the research coordinator for um, economics, Vinod, and also just uh, all the lecturers that take the units. They're all super nice and willing to help you. Um, you know, they're all willing to have one-on-one -on -one chats if you do have issues. So I'd say do make use of that and, um, you know, do talk to them if you are finding it maybe a bit stressful or having certain issues. And also, I guess, just relying on your classmates as well. So it's definitely quite a stressful year and, um, I feel like if you do sort of rely on your classmates and talk with them, you know, they'll be stressed as well. Um, but, you know, sort of bonding over that um, suffering is 
um, a good way to relieve stress. And um, from there, I'd say just, um, you know, hanging out with people and, you know, taking study breaks and um, making sure you're sort of uh, retaining somewhat of a work-life balance, although it can uh, get quite difficult towards some of the more intense weeks. But yeah, I think that's all from me. Great, thank you guys for your wisdom and insight. Um, I guess to bring this podcast episode to a close, could you give us a key takeaway and um, you know what would you like to tell future students who may be interested in honors? Yep. I guess I'll probably start by talking about uh, the final takeaway as well. So I think uh, an honors here, especially within uh, the EBS program, is definitely a very rewarding program. Uh, not only you will not only will you learn, you know, a lot of new things, also new ways of doing things within sort of academic academia and, you know, other industrial research as well. I do think that, you know, that academic curiosity has definitely been specified. Uh, but yeah, so it's definitely very rewarding. And I think uh, one thing that I would probably tell future students as well to do is to make sufficient preparation if you're hoping to do the honors program within your undergraduate degrees, whether that's doing uh, sufficient units, but uh, exploring sort of uh, interesting research ideas that you're hoping to do, maybe also exploring sort of career pathways that you know you would probably would unlock if you were to do an honors year, or maybe it would be much easier for you to if you were to do an honors year. I think that definitely is very important uh, to build up from your undergraduate degree, but coming into your honors degree basically. Uh, it's just a final push. Basically, it's just working hard, securing good marks for units, and also securing good marks for your thesis as well. And also probably, and also possible, if possible, you know, network with people within the EBS department. One thing I, that I think is different from honors, uh, to the undergraduate degree is the sort of uh treatment you get from your department. So, uh, I think we are probably considered as part of the department instead of just an undergraduate student that, you know, sort of supervisors and also uh, people, staff within the department are a bit nicer to you. And that opens to more chances of networking, especially if you're interested in general quantitative research and also uh, research within economics and also econometrics as well. So I think that was pretty beneficial. So yeah, I'll pass it on to Rob. Yeah, I guess just just before I provide my concluding remarks, um, disclaimer that uh, we ha we haven't finished yet. We're only halfway through, um, so I guess uh, you know we can't reflect on everything. But I definitely echo Sal that even in the first semester, um, you know that academic curiosity has been satisfied, and it's definitely been quite rewarding. You know, taking on some of the more um, advanced units as well as being able to research a specific question that you know I really wanted to do. Um, but um, saying that, it is quite challenging in that um, uh, you will be pushed um, because uh, you really haven't done something like this in undergrad, I feel like. But from there, there's also like scope for you, for you to challenge yourself. Like, what do you want to pursue uh, within the research topic? What units you want to do? Um, that all depends on you, right? Um, and how much you want to challenge yourself. And I guess just um, echoing on Sal's point in um, being close, more closely um, linked with the department, um, I'd definitely say talk to your talk to your lecturers. Um, you know, ask them about 
you know, their interests and, you know, what they think of these things because, um, I don't know, maybe that can help spark one of your own interests or help you flesh out a research question or really just sort of um, help you learn about economics. Um, and I'd say just the closing remark is um, to make friends with your honours mates um, because once again, you're all going through the same thing um, and, you know, come assignment or mid-sem time, um, it's definitely great to just chat with others and um, throw some ideas around as, for example, if you're not um, understanding a certain concept, then someone else might be there to help explain it to you. But it's also the same way, um, it's also the other way around in that, you know, if someone else doesn't understand something, but um, you do, um, if you do explain it to them, that can actually help you better understand yourself. So, um, you know, just going off that, um, I definitely emphasize to collaborate and, you know, um, help each other out during the year. Um, and I think that's it for me. That's excellent. Thank you guys for your contribution to helping students understand more about the mysterious honors year. If you are interested in having a summary of this whole podcast episode, please have a look at the attached information sheet. So that's that. Thank you for joining us this episode and have a good day.